Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We're your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. How are we? Scoring points in excellence right now. That's that's what we're doing. That's how I'm doing. I do feel like we're winning. We're winning the game of life. I have a, a small pink car with several pegs in it and some... Uh, paper money that cannot be spent in any actual location. I, I definitely feel like I'm winning. I don't play that game in forever. Holy cow. <laughs> well, we are in a scoring mood. So this week's episode, we're going to score another movie. We're going to do a review. Um, I love doing reviews. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, we'll have a couple of these on a couple of movies that have recently popped their way into the streaming world. Now, I will say in the past, for me personally, I have pledged my allegiance to the HBO Max streaming service. And we are are reviewing a movie today that can be seen on multiple streaming services. And I happened to choose HBO Max to watch it on. Yeah, I, I've seen it twice now. I've seen it once on HBO Max and one on Disney. <laughs> oh, okay. It was was one presentation better than the other? No, I just I was curious if there would be any any sort of uh, hiccups in one and not in the other or whatever, and, and there wasn't. We're talking about the movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, Free Guy popped up in the theaters a while ago, and yeah. now it's blasting the TV screens at home. Absolutely, and like our other movie reviews, we'll be giving it a score of up to 100 points, and we'll divide it out into multiple categories where we talk about the cast and the director and costume and and all that other sort of stuff to come up with a score that we think accurately fits where where it it sits in our estimation of movies in general. Uh, But before we do that, we're going to give just kind of a general non-spoilery thought of what we what we think about the movie were it still in theaters is it something that you would want to go see yeah now that it's on streaming is that the way you want to the way you want to get it should you buy it on blu-ray and covet your possession forever or just give it a pass and maybe on some family outing not family outing but some family reunion or something where you're on a couch and you're bored and you need to watch something oh there it is get it taken care of what did you your initial thought would you I know you didn't watch this in the theater. No. Um, and it was a little a little trickier a few months ago to go watch the things in the theater and what it right. is now. But um, would you have gone to watch it in the theater? In a normal setting, yes, I would have. Okay. That's fair. I And well, I think it's good enough to see in a theater setting. Okay. that I think that's a fair estimation. And I think... It lends towards a certain audience better than other movies do, of course, like that most does. like most movies do. But it was pretty popular. I think I thought a lot of people went to see it the first couple of weeks it was out. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it enough to watch it more than once to get other people to watch it. That's usually the sign of a pretty good film. It's like, oh, I like this enough. I need to rope other people into enjoying this with me. Uh, so yeah, you know, pretty solid. If that's any indicator of where we're going, but. Uh, Let's break into the minutia. Let's nitpick. Let's let's really kind of dig into the bits and pieces and and determine what we think about each and every individual nugget of the film. 
Um, let's and start. There are many nuggets. <laughs> there are many nuggets. Uh, let's start with the uh, the director. The director can get up to twenty points. Uh, Sean Levy. What do you think about that gentleman? Are you familiar with his work previously? I am not. Um, Sean Levy. Let's take a look here. So uh, it, it looks like the movie was put together pretty well. So I, 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 I can imagine that he's done some pretty solid things before. But like Arrival, um, I haven't really I've never seen uh, the internship. I did see you know, that was an amusing movie. So uh, some of the nine at the museum. The highlights, you know what? Um, Night at the Museum. Um, I don't honestly think that I've watched any of those movies. Oh, you'd enjoy those. Those are, are like kind of like, finish, I guess you should say. Kind of like, yeah. um, pork rinds, not real nutritious, mentally speaking, but, uh, enjoyable in the right circumstance. <laughs> oh, I see. Did he also do, um, some Stranger Things stuff? Yes, he did. And see, that's another one that I haven't seen a single episode of. Oh, that's a good show. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's he's, a, he's got quite a bit of stuff under his belt, both as a director and as a producer and as an actor and a writer. So he's kind of been in just a, a ton of things here and there. Um, now, admittedly, even with all of that, you know, hearing about this particular director, I go, Sean Levy, I should know that name. Uh, yeah, it sounds <laughs> It sounds really familiar. As soon as I go, oh yeah, that guy, and that lens a little bit. It's like I'm probably going to like this because I've liked the other stuff that he's been associated with generally. So you know that 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 lends a little bit of a, an expectation. Um, but uh I didn't really know. I didn't really think about it too. I must admit, I had just jumped straight into the film, so I had no expectation. I didn't even think about who directed it. Um. Yeah, we in in thinking about this movie. So we all we both like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that he does is fun. It's it's got a lot of energy behind it. He he puts a lot of energy behind the films too, and and seeing bits and pieces and, and hearing, I was like, oh, there's a lot of uh, video game reference. There's a lot of there's streaming service reference in here. So I was pretty interested in, in how this was going to turn out because I've paid attention in the last three years to a lot of gaming from a streaming standpoint. So I was interested to see how it was going to go with this particular movie. And it, it, a lot of the jokes and a lot of the inside things made sense to me. Of course, one of the most important things that can really potentially have this director stand out and be considered, you know, at least a starting point of being good in my mind. He's from Canada, so, you know. That is true. <laughs> Ken loves his Canadians. Uh, I thought for a second because of the... The, the name, I was like, is, is he some relation to Eugene and the family? But I don't... I'm not certain that that's the case. I don't think so. Just a lot of Levy's from Canada then. Yeah, he's uh, going to be producing the uh, sequel to the, the much-loved and uh, uh, just just awesome Real Steel. <laughs> Thankfully, they're coming up with that. How did that get a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, is it uh it's not that bad? Uh, probably I, it won't matter uh i don't see how that I don't, I don't it's not that it was a bad film exactly it actually wasn't bad it's just like that who's clamoring for that sequel i i don't know um 
and they're redoing Starman, and he's going to be part of that, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I guess it always makes you think of the David Bowie song. It it's been yeah. forty years, I guess. <laughs> A new interpretation. That's all right. I just feels wrong. those eighties films can't yeah. be anything. Can't do anything original nowadays. No remake or a sequel. Yeah, but uh, anyway. So, what about his actual effect on the film itself? I seem to see a. a for the most part, a familiar theme to a lot of his work is tends to be pretty light, pretty funny to, to lend a certain humor to it. Uh, yeah. And I think with this one and, you know, some of the other ones had their, Oh, their, their spin on putting things in, in a digital time, digital presentation, but so much of this movie had to be digital effects. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that was one of the things that was maybe different from some of his previous ones. That how much it, it it's not that you could like you could do practical, but let's do digital. Like you had to do the digital stuff with this one. So maybe that was a little different. Um, didn't seem didn't seem overdone to me. No. That, I mean, that's a cinematography thing, but he has to have his hand in that. So yeah. it seemed like everything presented made sense. It's, it's really hard for me to to judge. There's nothing, I guess maybe what it is, I didn't see anything in the film that is a glaring directorial mistake. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see anything where I go, wow, he must have had some really neat thought process behind this that I could directly attribute to him. Um, and not like an aspect of the plot. Uh, or or something that one of the actors uh, put forward. I mean, he must have been pretty decent. Everybody gelled. Everything seemed to integrate. And since we kind of include the editing process and the director side of things, I mean, the pacing was really good. And um, I didn't, after even watching it twice in fairly rapid succession, I didn't see anything that felt awkward in its presentation. No, absolutely. I agree 100%. So I'm, you know, without knowing any more about that, and since I can't really delve into it too far, um, I think that's a a solid probably, I don't know. Yeah, let's go 14 out of 20 on the director on that one. I'm okay with doing a a C grade. So, um, but I'll, I'll go with 15 for mine. Excellent. Now, talking about that cast, Ryan Reynolds is a, a great name to start with. I mean, at least for me. I mark out for pretty much anything that he's in. I have enjoyed his performance, if not necessarily the movie, in everything that he's ever been in. And that allows me to say, you know, things like X-Men Origins <laughs> was not a good film, but he was good in it. it yes. Well, his character was good and he was good in it earlier on right right well you could see his face and identify that that was you know actually him yeah yeah so i mean it's uh he's got a type for sure we were talking about this before recording earlier today that uh, he has kind of a um a flavor if you will of of, of a style of how he uh, uh goes after a particular type of role or the way he um 
performs that particular role. He doesn't do a lot of very serious individuals, <laughs> a lot of snark, a lot of uh, wit, uh, overly friendly, let us say. Yes. And you got that in this movie. It initially, when at least when I was watching this movie, initially I got the impression that it was overdone, right? Like it was the 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 niceness and the everything. It just seemed in place but out of place, just because of how much he was pushing the presentation of things. But as the movie progressed, I kind of felt like it settled, like it, the character settled in. His presentation of the character settled in. Definitely. Um, you got Joe Keery in here. We were talking about Stranger Things. Um, and uh, he was uh, on that show, is on that show, fairly major character. Um, I thought he did really good in this yeah. movie. Uh, so it really kind of surprised me. I don't know why it should have, because he's he's really good in Stranger Things. And for some reason, I just didn't have much of an expectation. And they go, oh, yeah, he's actually a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, that that I was I I, I didn't recognize him because I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it. But um, I thought in the movie that he was his his character was acted the best. Right. Um, I I really enjoyed. Uh, Really enjoyed his take on that, uh, his kind of partner in crime, sort of, uh, Utkarsh Abutkar. Um, I wasn't really familiar with his work for the most part, uh, and by for the most part, I mean really not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But, um, yeah, really liked him, too. He had, he was kind of muted in in the way that he performed his, his role. I mean, he was there. Yeah, I, how muted can a guy in a bunny suit at one point really be? But I swear, kind of a muted performance. He's not off bouncing off the walls or just he's he's not intended to be the guy that you look at immediately, but he compliments everybody around him really well. Yeah, they they their characters played off each other pretty well. Um Channing Tatum, seeing him in this was just a treat. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I got a kick out of it. Um, and Jody Comer, um, not really, um, again, not completely familiar with everything that she's been in, um, but I thought she did really well in this too. Um, I really enjoyed the whole. Anytime you give an actor a chance to, to do different accents in the same film is kind of just a fun little thing and act as different people in the same film. That's just uh, uh, a way to kind of flex some, some muscles. Uh, and she, she did quite well on that, too. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she, was, she wasn't too bad. Um, not, not my favorite character in the entire movie, but... No. She was fine and, and not distracting at all. Like no. she did, she did well. Lil Ray was pretty solid. Um, it's hard not to like him. He's just, <laughs> he's just kind of naturally funny mm -hmm. and having him bounce off of Ryan Reynolds and back and forth between the two of them was pretty solid. I mean, for yeah. the most part, the entire cast was good for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Except for one. 
except for one, which is really disappointing. Uh, I know you felt this the same way that I did. I You may not have had an appreciation. I, I know I've appreciated his work up until this point. I had not seen him whiff so hard as as this film. Maybe you should stick to just directing for a little stretch, just a bit. And be a voiceover and you'll be good. We're talking, of course, about uh, Taika. I, I can't help but like and I, I started thinking about it. So I think that's what it is. He's so likable. And you're going to cast him as the villain that's callous that you're not going to like. That's kind of the dude bro poser. It didn't fit. It no. Just, it, 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 his personality doesn't fit. His acting style doesn't fit. His presentation of this character absolutely didn't fit. And it, so much as to say that, you know, not only was he bad in this movie, but he made everything that he was in worse for right. this movie. Right. And that's, that's again, I try to be nice about this. It's That could be an editing choice. It could be an acting choice. But the way it looks... It, it looks like, I mean, it, the error was starting with the casting. It should never have been cast to him. Uh, as much as I like him, he, it was just, he was not right for that role. Um, yeah, a little painful. Yeah, the, the cast would have been, I mean, well, the cast, would, it, if it was somebody else other than him, the cast would have been like a 18, 19 in, in this entire movie. But with right. him, it takes a takes a big hit takes a big hit unfortunately yeah it dropped it to me it dropped it to a 14 yeah that that's that's fair because and if you haven't seen this movie when you if you see it you'll understand what we're talking about the rest of the cast is so good that he stands out even more so at being so bad yeah it's and, and you know, I've, I I had one person I saw that tried. It's like, well, it's supposed to be. It's like a parody of what it is. Like, no, no, because he stands out as just like it. He doesn't match his surroundings. It's like, where's Waldo? If Waldo was eighty percent in frame, <laughs> that's all you could see. Everybody else, he was on the top of the building, and you're looking right at it, and everybody else is like specks below. That kind of standing out. So that can't be parody at that point, or at least not well done parody. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and I'll, I'll buy into that. Um, I'll buy into that fourteen score too. It's such. It's too bad because. Like I said, everybody else did such a pretty good job in this movie that to have it tank that much the score, it, yeah, it is what it it is what it is, and it's and it's if if you haven't watched it, you'll know. Yeah, if you have watched it, you do know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my favorite part is like, oh, got to come up with an idea, and he sits on the floor, and it's supposed to be funny when he can't kip up, and it's just kind of sad. It's like, oh, I see yeah. the joke you're trying to do. It's not working. <laughs> it's like failing to kip up. <laughs> you're failing to make the joke about failing to kip up. It's a yeah. meta joke. Um, but, uh, yeah. So let's move on to something that I have 
something positive to say about, and that's the costuming. Man, the costuming in this was fun. Yeah. Every, you know, the, the characters themselves were like the, quote, prototypical character within the game, right? right. So his shirt tie, the security officer, you know, like the mall, the bank manager, like the ones you saw frequently, they were just that typical view of what that character would be just, of course, in real life. But then on top of that, you have the players come in in their own... Just ridiculous outfits. Ridiculous. Exactly how you would do it in a, a game. Like It's exactly how you'd present it. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. The, the costumes, the, the, the props, like when they're in their home, right, you have the prototypical little items placed throughout. Or if you're in the bank, you have the all the pro like the stapler the thing like everything just matched a basic stuff but that's exactly what it had to be and a small shout out because it's a reality within a reality the bits where they juxtapose that versus the real world at the same time not like she logs out now she's in the coffee shop we're still fine but the Channing Tatum character uh, the the real life player where it's going back and forth from this just opulent home with all of these trophies as this dude sitting in his room <laughs> living with his mom and that and just if the second time around I started looking at the background of what was in that room and it is just fantastic uh, that it seems like the level of detail is just kind of is, is too much fun and they uh, with the with the costuming specifically you've got I'll go back to the, the the bunny suit that bunny suit was ridiculous having that and the cop at the same time uh, running around each player has to be completely different small little changes to their outfits between the bandanas and the different types of camo and this one wants to look like a punk and this one wants to look like they're kind of emo this one's an anime there are a million different styles yeah so they didn't they didn't skimp on the look the design the feel and that's the one thing as we discuss more of this movie the appreciation for how games or online games are played currently and how they're constructed and how people interact with each other was really well put to put to the screen put to the vision of what this movie came out to be yeah i i try not to give perfect scores too often but one of the categories where i often do it more than others is costuming i think this one deserves it for me i this is that I, it was just too much fun. The costumes and the props were just fantastic. I, I got to give this one a 10. Uh, I'll go with a 9. 9 is fair. Still an A grade. Absolutely. Um, and it's brother category, locations. I mean, we're in Free City for the vast majority of the film. We've got some real-life locations in the uh, um, software company headquarters and uh, the apartment of a couple of the different characters and, like I mentioned earlier, a coffee shop and one dude's house. Not The real-world location's not amazing by any stretch. Uh, even the 
kind of stereotypical we're Google-esque setup of that software company was not all that amazing, but the actual free city design was pretty solid. Yeah, the the buildings, the shops, the the fact that it went from zone to zone in a certain sense. If you as they moved from thing to thing, uh, so once again, presentation just like you'd see in a <laughs> in a fake city on a game, and it looked like it looked like that fake city in the game too. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty polished. Whoever put this together clearly loved the source material that it was referencing and the genre in general, uh, a general genre. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, just that, that kind of care. And again, that attention to detail um, just really came through. Uh, I really appreciated, and this also kind of goes into visual effects to a certain extent, but the, scene where he first gets the shoes and is being chased that interior building that he runs into to try and escape them that was just kind of a nice structure it not only had uh, um, a really good kind of ambiance but it gave room to be able to do the effects of uh what would you say it's uh what uh, fortnite-esque kind of build effects that they did to get up to them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I guess it's more plot and stuff that we'll, we'll discuss later, but you're right that the actual building structure and the, you can go over the top, right? But that wasn't the, that wasn't the vision for this game because that, to, to have the great look on things and have it be polished, but be polished in a, in a basic way, if that makes sense, yeah. I think was so important in this game that you, you have the appropriate look and, and feel for it. And I, I guess that's more the cinematography stuff that we're going to be talking about later, but in terms of the actual design for the locations, yeah, it was little, well thought through. A little blurry line there. You know, there's always going to be some crossover. Out of a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think that this gets? I think an 8 is a fair one. I agree completely. That is exactly what I gave it as well. Now, you know what I think is a 10 out of 10? Uh, you. Social ten. media. You're a, you're a 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think social media is so cool that we should have a pre-recorded segment that we haven't updated in some time to tell you about how you can contact us on social media. Hey there, Pudding People. Don't forget to check us out on our social media accounts so you can keep apprised of everything that we do any time of the day. Richard, you're most on Instagram, right? On the Gram Gram, yes. And what are we best known on Instagram as? Pudding Guys. Easy enough. In fact, that's also what we're known as on Facebook. Now, I'd say we're on Instagram just a little more than we are on Facebook. You might get the occasional update there. We are most active on Twitter, where we are at Real Pudding Guys. Uh, we will give you updates about the next episode that's going to be coming at the end of the week, when it's released, any other little updates to the Ultimate Comic Movie Database or the Pop Culture Death Counts will also be there. Um, now, <laughs> 
our most exciting changes are going to be coming up soon. We're going to have a new website called Fate, the film and television engine. We're getting close to doing the beta for that. We're still working on the alpha side. We'll be doing a little closed beta and inviting a handful of people into this. I tell you what, it's going to be really, really cool when it releases. Now, you'll be able to also hear about that on our Patreon page. What are we on Patreon, Richard? Budding guys. Pretty easy. Now, right now, it's very easy to support us. How much does it cost, Richard? It's $1 per month. Per month. Not per day. Per month. Yes. $12 (laughs) for a year. Yeah, uh, that's really not much to help support us as we release new content, as we get better equipment to release the content into. And when the Fate engine comes out, it will have its own cost, and we're going to make it very affordable for everyone to be involved with this. And it's going to be so cool. I can't wait for you all to hear about it. Now, informative as always. In fact, I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> it's spot on, my friend. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um uh, Eventually, I feel like we'll have a real commercial, not just talking about our own social media to put in there instead. But, you know, so far we uh, we haven't gotten that uh, that major company say, hey, Pudding Guys, we love you. Uh, we would love to throw some money your direction to talk about our wonderful VPN products or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I can think of one right now, but I'm not going to give you free advertising. No. VPN. Yeah. Uh, no. So, we are on to the last two categories in in our deconstruction of Free Guy. Uh, We'll hop into cinematography. Uh, Again, 20 points possible in this category. There is a lot of CGI in this film. There is entirely the appropriate amount, for sure. But the... You mentioned when you're when you were watching it through the second time and you were looking at the backgrounds in like the apartments, for example, when you're if you watch this multiple times and you're looking at the people walking down the street, look at the background, right? Look behind you, yep. the helicopters crashing, the people fighting, the, all the stuff that's going on. It, 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 it's not what you're paying attention to at all. It's all a digital creation of what's going on. And it's like that the whole game, yeah. the whole show. When they put the glasses on and you get the, the power-ups and the points and the like those things end up being everywhere. Yep. And you have to have that digital representation everywhere throughout the the screen. And it it's it it looks good. It's not once again not distracting either. No. And it, sometimes you can complain about things being too much CGI, but this had the correct amount. Yeah. It, it had to have that kind of, that kind of feel a certain shininess that, yeah, it's going to, it's going to feel a little off. It's supposed to feel a little off. Um, otherwise it wouldn't be a, an accurate representation of, of kind of what was going on. Um, the camera angles were fun. And one of the things I was kind of looking for in this film is, okay, if it's going to be kind of representing the video game experience while you're in this city, how does that affect 
how it's filmed. And I think they took that into account. If you look at the scenes where they're filming in the software company or in uh, the other real-world locations, the camera angles are standard. There's nothing out of the ordinary. You get one shot, you get two shots, pretty much dead even, base level with the characters, nothing weird. But once you get into Free City, then you get worm's eye view, bird's eye view, things rotating around. It's all the views that you would get when you play a video game. And, you know, aside from if they're inside a a building, that you know, the the view, the angle is much wider. You're, you're gathering more of the information around you than what you're just focusing on. So you're absolutely right on that. And the fact that they did all the different camera angles was, once again, spot on to the interpretation of a game into a actual movie platform. And let's just talk about the CGI of the face of Ryan Reynolds onto Aaron Reed, who played the dude character. How disconcerting was that? <laughs> y- yes. And, okay, so the, the fact that when you're in that setting, everybody that you're actually talking to throughout there was an actual real person until you got to that character. It did, it did throw me off a little bit. Now, in terms of them creating a body or a face, when they were in the office or out in the real world let's say but they're showing themselves looking at something that's on screen right yeah. and what those digital creations of those characters look like that they look like characters from like games from 10 years ago so like the sims almost yeah like those things weren't amazing now we're nitpicking we already talked about this yeah uh, and that's kind of a, a nitpicky thing that they just made a basic presentation on the screen. You didn't get a lot of screen time with that anyway. No. But you're but you're right. The the giganto body and the big neck and then this kind of Ryan Ryan Reynolds stretched out goofy looking face is it it's hard to do a good digital face, let's let's be honest, and then have to do it so that it looks like somebody else. And that one was, <laughs> that one was. Well, it the, was kind of intentionally supposed to be bad, right? It wasn't done. Oh, that's true. It wasn't a complete thing. So, okay, that makes more sense now that you didn't mention that. So but, that that kind of made it work for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is unfinished, and it looks unfinished, especially compared to the other stuff around it. It's like, oh, yep, they, they even got that right. When you play whatever game it is that you're playing and they just drop something in that they didn't put enough effort into it. And when the background, everything else looks right and they just, no. <laughs> yeah, that happens unfortunately way too often nowadays in games that people play or stream a lot, right? Where it's multiplayer and there's those things where they'll drop something in that's just untested not polished and you have to go back and fix and fix again and fix the fix so it's part of the plot that they introduced that character the way they introduced that character right yeah but it made sense in the context of that character to have it look and act and interact in in that certain way but you're you're right the face was purposefully like that and you said you liked the uh 
the representation of like the power-ups and the mission signatures and the pieces that were just kind of overlaid on top of everything everywhere you went, right? Yeah, I got a chuckle out of the first time when he put the glasses on and he had just been in like the the fight, right, in the right. bank. He put the glasses on and there was like the little health thing and he and he grabbed it and his like his reaction, his response to it just kind of cracked me up a little bit. He's like, ooh, I feel so much better now. Like it, it, <laughs> it was just funny. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was like he went from all beat up to like perfect. Yeah, it, it was it was funny. So just uh, that that's a that's a going back to doom sort of thing. <laughs> you get that yep. health power up. Oh, I'm fine now. I was bleeding from the eyes a moment ago, but not anymore. Now I'm good. Yeah, funny to me. Yeah, that was that was done particularly well. The um, and then going back to that kind of Fortnite effect where they're chasing him through the center of the building. And just constructing as they go, I thought that looked particularly good. Um, yeah, once again, not uh, distracting. And if it was bad, I didn't really notice it. So um, nothing to really, you know, we had to find things to nitpick on in terms of the the digital effects and, and the cinematography. So, like, yeah. they did a really good job with this one. Yeah, I gotta say, out of out of twenty on this one, I I gave it a I gave it a sixteen, solid sixteen. Yeah, I don't have any issues with giving it a sixteen. Also, well, that brings us to the same point in our reviews. It's the make or break portion where you actually talk about the story itself and how it's uh, represented, the plot and writing, another 20-point potential. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised by this. I figured that this film would be a very simple kind of surface story, and I feel like it had a lot more depth than I was expecting. It had some, some quirks, some tweaks that I... I wasn't looking to see. Yeah, I I look at it more in kind of two contexts because the overlying story is um, this character has come to the realization that he's a character, and that that in itself is eh, kind of cheesy. Uh, but it turns out he was put in there because he is a piece of software that was stolen and built into a game that was built around the piece of software that but they stuffed it and hid it in there like oh okay you know like that that's fine but not it's it's weak but it it's fine but the actual the actual thing that i enjoyed in the context of that was he saw the girl, he liked the girl, and she's like, oh, you're just a noob. Come back when you're level 100. And then he had to go through all these things to get up to level 100. <laughs> like, that part, to me, was one of the better parts of the story, which had a minor part to do with the main storyline overall, but it built so much of what was going on throughout the movie with the traditional gaming background. Like, that's the part that entertained me about the plot. Well, it was a way to describe his character without describing his character. I mean, you see him be kind of okay and sort of nice, but he's that NPC, and then he becomes love-struck 
But you, who is he really? Well, let's show you who he is. He's not willing to hurt people. He wants to be a good guy. He wants to, you know, learn about his world around him and do it in this small montage and be able to just kind of come up to it in that way. I, I thought that was really well done. Um, I'm, I'm always about stories that, that talk about the nature of existence and who you are. And I really feel like this story is kind of a swerve because that's what it seems to present itself to be, but it's not. It's, it's that, that little bit at the end where this character is written this way because I like this girl. And this is me liking this girl, putting it into into this kind of permanent or semi-permanent homage to I wish I was with this person. That kind of a love letter, that's, that's like taking a rom-com and having it basically be in five minutes of the beginning of the film and five minutes at the end of the film. But you don't realize that the rest of the film is actually that. You're just seeing it through a different lens. I like that. Yeah. It, the the building blocks that surround that are t- typical storytelling in mm-hmm. a certain sense. Yeah. The, the guy took over the project, and now they're at odds, and now I'm going to take over the project. Now I'm panicking with bad acting overstating the panicking (laughs) let's introduce this character because we got like some of those things that drove the plot were too much like they were just not polished or they were cheesy or they were too easy but you're right it's all those hidden parts that actually add the context to the plot right that make it it's like well, this part of the story was really boring and basic. So you're just like, yeah. But then you get the, 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 the end. Yeah. Like you have the middle parts. Yeah. There's, it, it's like a roller coaster of bad and good, let's call it. And, but some of the things like the, uh, the little snippet of the interview um, that the, the love interests uh, that are not Ryan Reynolds love interests <laughs> uh, are involved in where they're talking about their game and you see that he's actually smitten with her for the first time and she doesn't feel the same way. And then they leave it. How often does that happen? Cause it looks like, well, it's just gone. They're not coming back to it, but it's actually, you're still watching it without realizing you're watching it. That is just, that's very clever to me. And, uh, I, I, I like the way that they did that. A lot of the, um, a lot of the dialogue, the dialogue was a roller coaster because a lot of it was great. Some of it and, not. Yeah, some of it. Well, sorry, Taika. <laughs> it's some of it not. Uh, well, it wasn't you know, just his. There, there were some weak spots in a lot of places. Correct. Um, the basic conversational stuff in the context of the game good right definitely spot on it was good but the interactions sometimes yeah you're right we're great sometimes just yeah yeah so i mean considering where the focus had to be it's forgivable uh 
And the parts that were good were so good that it's easy to overlook the parts that were a little bit weaker. Um, the There's an easy... Um, it, you know, okay, so it reminds me, of, I know I'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent a little bit here, but it reminds me of a technique that a lot of wrestlers will use. When you go from town to town and you're performing in front of uh, a large audience, you want to get that cheap pop. So how do you get the cheap pop? Talk about the city. Talk about the sports team. Do that thing that you know is going to get that reaction. And I felt that we got a little bit of that with the dude character that's supposed to be kind of making fun of the industry where his catchphrase is catchphrase. But it at the same time, that's kind of a cheap pop in some of those respects. So it's it's a fine line whether it's just blatantly trying to get that, that easy laugh or the easy um, easy pop or whether it's referencing itself and being a critique. It's kind of, I don't know if it always worked in that respect. And the other thing too, there were, I mentioned when we first started that this was definitely, there's a specific audience for this. And I feel like in terms of how everything is delivered in this movie, including from the plot and the things that build around the plot, um, if you have kids that are broad range maybe between eight and 18 i feel like and they pay attention to games whatsoever or streaming whatsoever that they really identify with a lot of those jokes or a lot of those presentations maybe more so than than what we would but there's definitely the more adult themed things too that they would overlook so like if you were an uh, an adult and you took your kid to watch this movie everybody's going to enjoy it because of the two things that are kind of presented to you in this particular movie. And that's because of the, that's because of the plot and the story. Yeah. Uh, You know, some of the guests that are on here, some of the hidden faces that are on there too. It's, it all just adds to that enjoyment factor, depending on what age group or what, you know, you're really looking to go for. Oh, and some of those hidden ones are obvious, you know, like seeing Alex Trebek and Chris Evans in there. But some of them are not so much like. No, they have masks on, <laughs> you know. It's like, really? The Rock's in this film? Hugh Jackman is in this film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did that? I missed that twice. Uh, <laughs> John well, wasn't, Krasinski. Uh, the Rock was a uh, bank robber, yeah. right? Yeah. So like I don't I don't he think never he saw his face. Him. No. Yeah. No, he never saw his face, but it's just like how did I not recognize that that was him? I mean, he's got a very distinctive physical presence and it just I missed it. Completely missed it. Mhm. Uh yeah, it's just uh anyway, in terms of the writing, I think it was particularly strong. I mean, again, not the best it's not war and peace kind of thing, but yeah. you know, but truthfully, war and peace isn't war and peace. So, uh, <laughs> out of twenty, I would give this a sixteen. What would you give this? Uh, I was thinking more. Mm, there's so many, so many good identifiable things throughout this in in the writing, but so many of them that were so cheesy. Um, I I think I was going fourteen or fifteen. I'll. I'll go with 14. I'll make it up with bonus points later. 
<laughs> that makes sense. Uh, all right. So uh, that brings us to the bonus point section. Do you want to know what your score is before you give it bonus points? Yes. <laughs> well, you are at, uh, uh, see, it looks like you got 30 points there. You got 29 points there. So that's 59, 68, 76 is where you're at at the moment. Well, that's, that's fair. That's good. <laughs> no need for bonus points, he says. No, 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 no. There will be bonus points. <laughs> well, what are your bonus points? Okay. I'm just going to give one in general for all those hidden faces, plus one that wasn't hidden. Um, they, they showed a lot of streamers, right. That were guests on there. And, uh, if you're our age, there's a lot of folks that are our age that wouldn't know who any of those people are. And I get it. And that's fine. Um, I don't know who some of them are. I know who Ninja is to me. He's annoying. Um, I knew him uh, and I I knew Pokemon is. Yeah. Yeah, I know who she is. She's uh, I don't watch any of her streams. She doesn't really entertain me, yeah, but she's not a- annoying. I just don't like her content. Um Laser Beam was a pleasant surprise to me. Uh, much like you like your Canadians, I love me mu- the Australians. <laughs> and uh he he's when Fortnite first became popular uh was probably when I watched a lot more streamer people. The problem is Fortnite became a game for eight-year-olds and the streamers who make millions of dollars per year on that stuck with it. I couldn't stick with it anymore. He was one of those people, but he was always pretty funny, very entertaining. He had a good group of people that he was with. Um, So, yeah, definitely a bonus point for having him in there. Nice. Well, that puts your final score at 77 Mine, I have no bonus points. I'm going to stick with my 78. Uh, it's just a really solid movie. I mean, a lot of fun. Uh, and like you mentioned, you may not end up watching it again, but I I may. I mean, it's. I, I still kind of want to look at some of the other stuff in the background that I still expect that I missed the first couple times that I watched it. It's not going to be an annual favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm, I'm fairly certain I'll watch it again at some point. Yeah, there's a lot going on for sure. It's hard to it's hard to catch it all in the first watch. Now, of course, we will be back again next week. We're going to do another movie review. The King's Man will be coming up next week. Uh, but let us know in the social media that we told you about earlier what you thought about this particular movie, Free Guy. Or if you're really excited to see something else coming out in theaters, maybe... The new uh, Morbius film is going to be really cool, you think. Or you just saw the new Batman film, like I did. And (laughs) you really want to talk about that. The Batman. The Batman, that's right. Uh, But uh, until next time, stay safe. keep, uh, Keep having fun with the pop culture, and we'll continue to keep talking about it.